Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. I'm back. It is Wednesday, um, second uh, upload, uh, second episode of the week. Of course, I said I was going to upload every Monday uh, for this week uh, to end the year, uh, to end the year, to end the month of November, be, uh, you know, dropping every two days. So of course, uh, I dropped Monday. If you haven't checked out uh, Monday's episode, go check it out. It's Wednesday. I'll be dropping another one Friday, then Sunday, then Tuesday again. And then of course we'll be entering December and then end the year lists and recapping all of 2023, uh, this and that. So of course, you know, let's get straight to it. Let's get straight to it because there's not much to talk about, right? We got uh, to recap week 11 of the NFL uh, season. Um, also looking at the current NBA standings, of course, let's just get straight to it. I'm also going to be making my week 12 predictions uh, right away because tomorrow is Thanksgiving. So, of course, I'm just going to be, you know, uh, give you guys my predictions right away. So, NBA, let's look at the current standings. Let's just do it right now. So, of course, as of November 22nd, um, we have games that just wrapped up. Of course, we just got the Wizards beating, uh, losing to the Hornets, 117-114. We got the Nuggets losing to the Magic. Interesting. 124-119. We got the Celtics beating the Bucks by three. Overtime between the Hawks and the Nets. High-scoring game, 146-143. My goodness, no defense in that one. Um, the Raptors win by one point, 132-131. The, Matt, the Heat annihilates the Cavaliers. That's what I'm talking about. Um, the Sixers are losing to the Timberwolves. Um, a lot of these, all these games are in the fourth quarter. Uh, Clippers look like they can edge out the Spurs. Close game between Bulls Thunder. Close game between the Kings and the Pelicans. And we got the Grizzlies. Um, still sucking ass against the Rockets, uh, Jazz, Blazers, Warriors, Suns. Well, that should be interesting. And Mavericks, Lakers. So let's look at the current standings. So, um, we're going to be looking at the regular season standings and the in-season tournaments and the in-season, in-season tournaments standings. So let's start off with the Eastern Conference as well. We got all 15 teams here. As you can see, Boston, no surprise. They're at number one, 11 and three. Um, then we got the Bucks at number two, 10 and four, with the Sixers tied at 10 and four as well. I mean, these are the three teams top of the East Celtics, Bucks, South, uh, Sixers. I mean, we, I don't think there's not much to expect. Uh, these teams have been playing great throughout the season and throughout the postseason, uh, throughout the in season tournament as well. So, you know, not, not much to expect here. Well, the Sixers are in the in-season tournament, not going to say they've been the best team because they're definitely not. Um, but they have played pretty well without James Harden uh, leaving to the L.A. Clippers and um, Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey, man. Tyrese Maxey has really stepped up, and he has evolved to a, a damn near superstar player. Um, and if he keeps it up, man, for sure another a, an all-star again and, you know, leads this Sixers team to – one of the best records in the Easter Conference in the playoffs. I don't even know. I don't. I don't. I don't care what to expect in the playoffs because we're already numb to the pain, right? Uh, the Magic surprisingly at fourth. What the fuck was that? Anyways, uh, the Magic in fourth place surprisingly. Then the Heat in fifth at nine at nine and five. The Pacers at nine uh, eight and five at six. The Knicks are at seven at eight and six. Same with the Cavaliers at number eight. That are also eight and six, and we got the Nets and the Hawks at nine and ten with a six and seven record. The Raptors six and eight in the eleven seed. The twelve seed Bulls five and ten. The thirteen Hornets seed. They're four and nine. All the Wizards. They're two and eleven at the fourteen seed on the Pistons again. Two and thirteen. Worst team in the East. One of the worst teams in the NBA, if not the worst team in the NBA. Pistons. Yeah, 
it's going to be a long season for them. Then the Western Conference, we got a new number one team. We got the Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards, that's all I got to say. Anthony fucking Edwards. I mean, who does he think he is? He's a fucking superstar. That's who the fuck he is, man. Anthony Edwards has been balling out all season, and that's why the Timberwolves have one of the best records in the NBA at the moment. Thunder. They're 10 and 4. The Thunder are cooking with gas. Shet Holgren has been rookie of the year so far over Wemby. He's been more consistent than Wemby, I believe. Um, the Nuggets are still being the Nuggets. They're still at third place at 10 and 5. The Mavericks, Luka has been cooking. Kyrie hasn't had much playing time, but 9 and 5, they're not doing bad themselves. The Kings at number 5, like the beam. The Kings are still doing pretty well. Um, the Lakers, they, they start off a little slow. 9 and 6. They haven't, I believe they have, no, actually, no, excuse me. They lost one home game that was around last week, um, but they're 7-1 and one at home. They're not that great on the road, obviously, 2-5. and five. But, you know, they've, they've been cooking. LeBron James has still been that guy in year 21, like he always has been. So, um, and yesterday he just reached 39. He's the first player to, uh, obviously, since the, he, obviously, he's the new all-time scoring leader, obviously, since last season. But um, 39,000 points. That is, uh, LeBron is currently at 39,000 on pace to get to 40,000 points. Insanity. Um, the Suns at number seven, eight, and six. Um, they've been on a winning streak. KD has been cooking. D-Book has been cooking. We need Bradley Beal, though, because we need to see these three guys on the court together. We'll see what, I mean, It should things should be, you know. Come on now. That should be amazing to watch them all three play. The Rockets have been cooking up, but they kind of been dying down a little bit as of recently. They're on a three-game losing streak, but they might win a game here. They still haven't won a game on the road. They're 0-5. But they're a good, they're a pretty good team on the at home. When they're at home, you they get all the momentum. But when they're on the road, they're a completely different team. But they're the most mediocre team right now in the West. So that's that. The Pelicans seven and seven with Zion. Playing, but not really playing his best. It's just kind of been okay. The Warriors, they were on like a six-game losing streak. Uh, Steph Curry needs help, man. Klay Thompson is not that guy anymore, man. What is going on with Klay Thompson? At this point, do we even want to consider him a splash, brother? He hasn't been splashing the ball as good. He's just been super lackluster. Draymond Green still getting fucking injected. Um <laughs> Nothing usual. Uh, and everybody else has just been okay. But uh, Steph Curry, once again, has just felt like he's been carrying this fucking team, which they're too talented to be having Steph take all the load. So, yeah. The Clippers, my goodness, they were an absolute disaster. Uh, the first five or six games that James Harden came in, but it looks like things are heating up. They're on a two-game winning streak. They're five and seven. They're still not amazing. Hey, there's still much of the season left to go, right? The Jazz, 4-10, and 10, not great. Grizzlies, they were dead. Oof, my goodness. 3-10 uh, and 10 at 12-13 there. The Spurs and the Blazers, the bottom two teams in the West. And they're both at 3-11. and 11, And my goodness, the Spurs haven't won a game in seven years. They're on a, a nine-game losing streak, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, the Blazers, not so well for them as well. Um Eight-game losing streak. Yeah, the Spurs. Wemby, I mean, hey, this is, you know, he can't do much as a rookie. What, what do you expect him to do, right? Not much to ask for, but it's going to take some time. Definitely going to take some time. Um, So a bunch of games just wrapped up here. Um, still going on. Okay. 
Oh, wait, let me do the, the, the in-season tournament. Okay, so the in-season tournament. So let's look at the Western Conference in groups. So the Lakers right now, they're 4-0. They have not lost a game in the in-season tournament, and they've also qualified for the quarterfinals. So they're going to be uh, moving on to the final eight teams in the in-season tournament in December next month. The Suns still in contention. They're 2-1. and one. I believe they play tomorrow because there's – wait, let me see tomorrow. Yeah, so tomorrow there are a bunch of matchups. They go against the Grizzlies tomorrow – or not not tomorrow, excuse me, Friday because tomorrow is Thanksgiving and there's no basketball tomorrow. Um, but on Friday we will have the Celtics, Magic, Suns, Grizzlies, Heat, Knicks, Bulls, Raptors, King, Timberwolves, Nuggets, Raptors, Pistons, Pacers, Wizards, Bucks, Spurs, Warriors, and Pelicans, Clippers. So those are going to be the in-season tournament games. All of those games are in-season tournament games on Friday. Um, the Jazz, 2-2. Two and two. It's going to be tough for them to make it, to qualify. The Blazers and the Grizzlies, 1-3 and three and 0-3. Oh and so the Blazers and the Grizzlies, they're eliminated because you can't get three win, uh, three losses. You're out. Three L's, you're done, buddy. It's a three-strike, you're out rule. You got to win three or more games. And two if it's the qual- is two is the wild card. But you just get yourself three wins so you can feel a little bit more comfortable. But it's probably, you know, yeah. So obviously the Lakers, they didn't have any problem taking over this group. Not at all. In the West Group B, we got the Pelicans and the Nuggets tied for first. But, of course, the Pelicans win it because they've allowed less points um, than Nuggets in, compared to the other three games they played. So the Pelicans, Nuggets, whoever gets their third win. So the Pelicans, Nuggets, they play against each other? No. So Nuggets, Warriors, Nuggets, Ra- Raptors, and the Pelicans, Clippers. Low-key, the Nuggets and the Clippers could probably get a win here. Uh, the Rockets, let's see if they could play spoilers, get their second win. Against the Nuggets, uh, the Mavericks, and the Clippers on the verge of getting eliminated. It's a cr- it's a close group. Yeah, the Mavericks, Clippers, if y'all lose, y'all done in the NCAA tournaments. I'm just saying. On the verge of elimination, so we'll see what happens. Then West Group C, we got the Kings and the Timberwolves still undefeated. Um, so, again, we'll see what happens there. Do they play against each other? Kings, Timberwolves? Yes. Ooh, okay, so someone's going to get their first loss. So that's going to be pretty interesting. I think maybe the Timberwolves might win that one, just my opinion, right? Um, Warriors, they still only played two games, um, just like the Timberwolves and the Kids. So there will be more games to catch up to. Thunder 1-2 and two, and the Spurs 0-3, oh they already they they struck out. They completely struck out. So, yes, they're obviously eliminated. Um, in the East, Group A, the Pacers have already qualified for the quarterfinals with three wins. The Cavaliers 2-1, and one, they just beat the Sixers yesterday in the in-season tournament games. So, yes, um, these two teams are going to be fighting for a wild card spot. We'll see Cavaliers. Um, I'm mostly, it's mostly the Sixers who are going to be fighting for a wild card spot because they've played four games while the other teams have only played three. Um, Cavaliers, they, they, they came out and balled yesterday. Hawks, one and two. The Pistons, yeah, as usual. They're, they're not. They're fucking out of here. Uh, group B, the Bucks and the Heat, undefeated. Hey, the Miami Heat, they've been playing good basketball. The only bad game was that Bulls game on uh, last week that uh, we were up 21 points and then we just blew out. Uh, we just got blown out pretty much at the end. Uh, so yeah, uh, that wasn't that wasn't great. Um, but other than that, I mean, I've I've been liking what this, the Heat's been doing. I mean, they, we just we just blew the fuck the Cavaliers out today. I didn't watch the game. I'm gonna have to see the highlights, but. We've been looking good, but the Bucks, hey man, the Bucks is gonna be a tough team. Who do we play against? The Knicks. The Knicks, who are they? They're one and one. We gotta get a big win. 
if we get a win against the Knicks, we should qualify for the next round. Same with the Bucks if they get a win against the Wizards. So, yeah, I mean, but but to win the division, though, to win the group, it's going to be tough. Uh, I mean, the Heat and the, the Bucks obviously haven't faced each other yet because obviously one of them would have a losing uh, a loss in the records. But whatever they play together, maybe that will be Friday or not Friday. That will be next Tuesday, next Tuesday, November 28th. This is going to be a pretty fun one. And this one's going to be, I believe, on TNT probably. Um, should be a fun one to watch. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, either by the, both, of the, both of these teams might qualify. One is a wild card. One will win the division. The Knicks, one and one. Hornets, one and two. And the Wizards are out of it, obviously. They're 0 and 3. And then finally, in the last group, we got the Celtics in Group C, top leading the division. Obviously, 2 and 0. Uh, Celtics 2-1, and one. same with the Magic tie, we're 2-1, and one. and then the Bulls-Raptors on the verge of elimination at 0-2. So yeah, those are my week, or not my week, those are my, uh, those are the current NBA standings. Those are the current NBA standings in the regular season and in the in-season tournament. So most teams, most teams have already played, obviously, like around 15 games or so. Yeah, for 15, 14 games or so, so... You know, uh, how many games from eight, 82 minus 15 is how how much? 67. So we have 67 more games to go. So, yeah, we're already almost at the, we're at the damn near finish line of November. So there's not much basketball left of the year. And then, you know, a lot of basketball yet for next year to come. And the Sixers lost by 13 points. That's great. Uh, <clears throat> um, all right. Now let's talk about the NFL. Recap week 11. We'll talk about each game, this and that, blah, blah, blah. So I already talked about the Bengals-Ravens game. The Ravens got the job then against the Bengals. Yep. Don't really have to show you guys much. And Joe Burrow obviously out for the remainder of the season. Joe, uh, is it Joe Browning? Yeah, it's Joe Browning um, who's going to be the new quarterback for the Bengals for however long. Starting off with the Sunday games, of course, we got the Steelers going up against the Cleveland Browns. And uh, the Browns getting the gritty, 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 gritty win against the Pittsburgh Steelers, 13-10. The Browns improved to 7-3 while the Steelers fall to 6-4. Kenny Pickett and that pitiful-ass Matt Canada, or formerly Matt Canada, um, this was his endgame. No, seriously. Um, they finally fired Matt, Matt Canada, the potential worst coordinator we we could have ever fucking imagined. If we had to pick the worst offensive coordinator in recent times, this it has to be that guy. It has to be that guy, Matt Canada. It has to be. Because there is no way that this defense... Really has carried all six wins on their record. All six wins they have is because of that defense. They've scored a lot of points enough where the defense has been able to not allow that many points. And for the offense to get a bunch of fucking field goals and maybe one or two touchdowns of offense. And statistically, offensively, the Pittsburgh Steelers are obviously like pretty much just bottom of the barrel. If they're not last 31st or 30th or whatever. Ranked in, in in yards, in the running game, in the rushing game, in the passing game. It's just been a disaster. Offensively, there's no doubt about it. But since Matt Canada's out of here, 
the 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 stars are kind of aligning for Pittsburgh. They just fired yet again the worst offensive fucking head coach. Uh, not the worst offense, the worst offensive coordinator we probably could have ever imagined. Um, so it's going to be interesting now to see the Pittsburgh. Well, I'll talk about it when this when we get to the next Pittsburgh Steelers game, but. No Met Canada from now on after this game. So things should be interesting to see how this Pittsburgh team should do from now on, moving on from Matt Canada, right? But back to the Browns who won the game. Um, again, the defense. The, the defense is one of the best in the league. There's not much to expect here. The offense, um, again, Deshaun Watson wasn't active in this one. Dorian Thompson Robinson was the quarterback. Oh, I'm sorry. Deshaun Watson's obviously not fucking active because he's out for the remainder of the season. I just forgot to tell y'all about that, I believe. Um, but he didn't play terrible, though. 24 for 43, 165 yards, a touchdown. Or not a touchdown, interception. Yeah, I mean, yay. <laughs> I mean, there was a rushing touchdown for the Steelers with Jalen uh, Warren, uh, Warren uh, nine carries, 129 yards, you know, touchdown. So not much to say here. A defensive battle. Obviously, um, and the Browns get the job done with that heavy ass defense. The offense didn't have to do much. So congrats on the Browns with the win. Next, we got the Vegas Raiders uh, losing to the Miami Dolphins 20 to 13. The Dolphins approved to seven and three, while the Raiders fall to five and six. The Dolphins did not look amazing in this game offensively. Defensively, however. May I say we looked impressive? May I say we looked phenomenal? I'm damn near. I mean, we still allowed 13 points, but I'll take it. We're not allowing fucking 30. You know what I mean? And the Raiders, for the most part, offensively, didn't do dog shit. Um, but shout out to the Raiders' defense, because they were giving us problems. Uh, Tua, he looked really weird in this game. Um, he had two touchdowns, three, two, 325 yards, you know, 20 for 39. He didn't play terrible, but uh, he did have some pretty bad throws and had a really rough interception, um, I believe, in the first half somewhere. Um, it was in the first quarter, I believe. That's what led them to drive, uh, get a Devontae Adams touchdown eventually in the next uh, possession. But, um, yeah, the Raiders did all the work in that first half offensively, got completely shut out in the second half. Um, but the defense gave us gave the Dolphins some trouble. So uh, the offense has been an explosive battle all season long, but this is the first one where we're not fucking scoring 30 points. We scored 30, and, and Tyreek Hill got a touchdown, but Jalen Waddle didn't do much. The run game wasn't really much. Devon Achan came back and re-aggravated his fucking ankle. I'm like, God damn, man. He got injured again, unfortunately, so he's going to be missing out more fucking time. So that just fucking sucks that Devon Achan got, came back, was cleared to play, and then now is injured again. Just just an absolute fucking bomb for us. Jalen Waddle has been okay, but nothing crazy. Uh, Tyreek has still been a, an absolute dog. Ten receptions, 146 yards, a touchdown. Devontae Adams, 82 yards, a touchdown, seven receptions. 14 carries, 39 yards for Josh Jacobs. Couldn't do much. Aiden O'Connell had... Three picks, and uh, I believe two of them were by Jalen Ramsey. Who Jalen Ramsey? My goodness, he's looked amazing for us already. He's played two games, two fucking games with us, and he, actually no, three games, right? No, he played three games. Yeah, because his first game was against, I believe, the uh, it was a last home game 
then before we went to Kansas City. Who did we play before? We, the Patriots. So he played three games, Patriots, Chiefs, and uh, Raiders. But, um, yeah, he's looked amazing for us so far, man. Hey, Jalen Ramsey, best corner in the league? Best corner in the NFL? Maybe. You might have to say that. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, uh, Raiders, despite losing the game defensively, they've, they've, they've improved. And they de- definitely gave us hard troubles, but we improved to 7-3. It is what it is. We just got to get the win somehow. So, Dolphins, good job. But offensively, let's, let's, let's keep improving from that because uh, we don't want to be putting up 20 points like that again. Next, we got the Chicago Bears almost winning this game. Can you believe it? Yes, believe it or not. Almost getting the job done against the Detroit Lions. They lose 31 to 26. Yeah, the Lions looked pretty rough in that first half. Jared Goff, three interceptions, two touchdowns, 236 yards, 23 for 35. Didn't look amazing. Didn't have his best game. The offense did good, though, for remaining parts of the game. Came back in that fourth quarter, scoring 17 points unanswered. They were down. The Bears were up 20, uh, 26 to 14. It was 26 to 14 allowed um, 17 points to the Browns, uh, to the Browns, to the Lions for them eventually, you know, getting them the win. And yeah, the most bearish way to lose it, uh, 169 yards, a touchdown for Justin Fields. He also had 18 carries for 104 yards and reception, uh, seven receptions, excuse me, 96 yards and a touchdown for DJ Moore. Montgomery got a touchdown. Amonse Brown got a touchdown as well. Brown's offense. Why do I keep fucking talking about the Browns? The Lions offense woke up in that second half, in the fourth quarter especially, and just came back to fight. They were pretty much down the whole game. It looked like the Bears almost had them on lock, and it was going to be an upset. But uh, the Lions said, nah, that ain't going to happen, Chief. That ain't going to happen. So big win for the Lions. Congratulations, they beat the Bears. And now they're what? Excuse me, eight and two. They're eight and two. They are tied with the, or no, they're not tied, but they have one of the best records in the NFL. Believe it or not. Next, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars taking down the Tennessee Titans, uh, thirty-four to fourteen. Uh, the Jaguars get the win. Uh, they improve to seven and three, while the Titans are three and seven. Jaguars dominated. Jaguars dominated in this game. Trevor Lawrence, 262 yards, two touchdowns, 24 for 32. The offense looked impressive. Calvin Ridley got two touchdowns. I mean, he's been a non-factor pretty much in this offense for a while, but he got involved in this one. Two touchdowns, 103 yards, seven receptions. Derrick Henry couldn't do much productivity. Ten carries, 38 yards, not much going on. Four receptions, 59 yards, and a tutty for DeAndre Hopkins getting a touchdown there. Well, Levis didn't look terrible, but it didn't look amazing either. Two touchdowns, 158 yards. That old line for the Titans, um, not great. Not great. Uh, Will Levis got sacked a bunch. Um, I forgot exactly how many times, but the defense, also Jaguars defense is also not that bad either. But the offense woke up and they they're putting up a bunch of points and, you know, they, 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 they cruised through this one. It was a comfortable win for Jacksonville. And yeah, they improved to seven and three. They're still one of the best teams in the AFC and still trying to get better, right? So big win for the Jaguars. Next, we got the LA Chargers. Chargering it against the Green Bay Packers. 
with the Packers winning this one 23 to 10. Excuse me, 23 to 20. Four and six, the Packers approve, while the Chargers get the same record as well. Um, two tutties for Jordan Love, 322 y- uh, yards, 217 for 40. Actually looked impressive. Jordan Love, may I say, I think this is the best game of the season. I think this is probably his best performance of the season so far. Uh, Justin Fields, I mean, Justin Herbert, excuse me, uh, 260 yards, two touchdowns, um, 21-36. Couldn't get much going on. Couldn't get much going on. The offense was just kind of straight down, laid down, bloated, just, just not, just not really doing much. And yeah, just, just couldn't do much there. It was a close one though. The both defenses played great. Uh, the Packers, you know, just were able to be a little bit more gritty. Jalen Reed has been pretty good uh, in the rushing department. One touchdown, also at three carries, forty-six yards. The uh, Tavion Wicks. He's been a pretty good a wideout for the for the Packers. He's been pretty solid um, for them this year. Um, Keenan Allen had a touchdown with 10 receptions and 116 yards. Packers get a gritty win here. Um, Jordan Love stepped up and played a lot better than expected, right? So, yeah, big win for the Packers. Good job, good job, good job, Packers. Next, we got the Arizona Cardinals. Damn near, almost beating the Houston Texans. Uh, 21-16, the Texans win this one. Texans approve a six and four while the Cardinals fall to two and nine. Um, CJ Stroud looked human in this game. 336 yards, two touchdowns, but had three interceptions. So a lot of mistakes for CJ Stroud. Definitely looked like a rookie out there. And the Cardinals didn't do much offensively. Um, Kyler Murray had a touchdown and an interception as well with 214 yards and went 20 for 30. Um, of course, the, the the Texans offense did much they could. Of course, Singletary had a rushing touchdown. De- uh, C.J. Stroud hit an absolute dart to Tank Dell um, for a touchdown in that uh, second quarter. It was an absolute fucking what one of the best plays of the season. My goodness, what an absolute throw, one absolute catch, right? But um, but yeah, not much to say here for the Cardinals. Just bad. That offense just couldn't get much going. Kyler Murray rushing for his life as well. Texas defense has improved as well. Um, but the Texans get a job done with their defense and without CJ Stroud looking god tier. So that's that's something to say for the Texans. Big give big win. Yeah, are we surprised about this? Uh Dallas Cowboys annihilate the Panthers uh 33 to 10. The Panthers are absolute dog shit. They're one and nine. Um, and the Cowboys seven and three. I mean, not to expect anything else. Dak Prescott is gonna shit on the shitty teams. You know what I mean? Uh, two touchdowns, 188 yards, 25 for 38. Tony Pollard finally got a goddamn touchdown. It's been fucking years since he got a touchdown. My goodness, he's not been great all season long. Uh, 12 carries, 61 yards. Brandon Cooks had three receptions, 42 yards. Yeah, this Panthers team is just not going anywhere. A touchdown, interception. Bryce Young, I feel so bad for you, bro. But at the same time, he's, he just hasn't looked amazing. You know, he just has not looked amazing. I, I know he needs more weapons. And I know his O-line is dog shit. But we also got to put part, part of the blame to him. We're not going to give him all these excuses and shit. Like, he just has not looked amazing. Well, we'll see. It's his rookie year. We're not going to go too much into it. Maybe improvement from next year but they want this season to be done with easily same with the new york giants but they can hold off with a good win against a divisional rival with the washington commanders 
they lost 31 and 19. The Giants winning a football game. Oh my goodness. You know how fucking absolute dog shit you must be. Haven't the commanders lost to like the worst teams? My goodness. The commanders have lost to the fucking. They lost. I mean, they lost to the Bears. They lost to the Giants twice. They almost lost to the Patriots. They lost to the Seahawks, but they almost beat the Seahawks. And they almost beat the Eagles twice. Imagine that's actually, wow, that's actually fucking crazy. That the the Commanders lose to the shittiest teams, but they go toe-to-toe with some of the better teams in the league. So that's pretty crazy. Um, while the Giants, they improve to 3-8 and eight, and the Commanders fall to 4-7. and seven. Tommy DeVito? Three touchdowns? 246 yards? 18, wait, whoa, hold on. Tommy DeVito looked good. Hold on. Wait, he looked good. Wait, what the fuck's going on here? All right, if you're making Tommy DeVito look good, then uh, this fucking defense is absolute dog shit. And that's exactly what to expect. Washington Commanders defense... Non-existent. So, four receptions, 82 yards, one touchdown. Just absolute dog shit. Sam Howell, 31 for 45, 256 yards, a touchdown, and three picks. Didn't look great. Definitely not. But Sam Howell has been pretty productive this year. Not going to lie. He has been pretty productive this year. He's a hit or miss. He's going to hit some absolute darts. For tutties, and he's going to hit some absolute stinkers to the defense. Um, so, yeah, that's what you're getting for the Washington Commanders. And the Giants, I mean, you're not going to win a game in four years. Actually, I'm looking at this one. Mm, maybe they actually might get another win in their book. We'll see. Uh, but the Giants get a rare, rare, rare win. Next, we got the 49ers pretty much decimating. It, the score looks close, but they pretty much decimated the Buccaneers. 21, uh, 27, excuse me, to 14. Niners improved to seven and three, and the Buccaneers fall to four and six. Baker Mayfield twenty nine for forty five, two hundred forty six yards, a touchdown, and interception. While Brock Purdy twenty one for twenty five, three hundred thirty three yards, three touchdowns. Brock Purdy literally had a perfect passing rate rating in this game. One of the very few quarterbacks in the 49ers franchise to ever do it. I believe he's like the third. So, so I mean, great stuff for Brock Purdy. When you when you have all your guys around you, you're gonna play amazing, dude. You have fucking Debo, you have Brandon Ayuk, you have Christian McCaffrey going crazy. So, the Niners are back and healthy. What they were the first five games of the season, that's what they are now. The, yes, they went on a weird ass losing streak without Debo and without Trent Williams and Brock Purdy looking pretty dog shit. But when you have all your weapons out there and you're not turning the ball over, the 49ers are good. Brock Purdy not committing turnovers. Everybody healthy, and obviously including the same thing with everybody is, you know, uh, healthy and no one's hurt. That's that's all. Brock Purdy, you don't got to commit the turnovers. You're not committing the turnovers, you're, you're going to win. Their offense is that explosive. The defense is that fucking god tier. The special teams is also great. Like, you are in fucking... You're in... We're in Wonderland. You can wander around the world with that O line. You can wander around that O line for days. That offense is, you have too many, too many weapons to fucking rely on, man. So as long as Brock Purdy's just simply doing his job and not committing turnovers, the 49ers 
are probably the most dangerous team in the NFL. Yes, they got those three losses, but to be fair, man, it's it's making their record look a little bit heftier, you know, not too not too perfect, right? Because I could have easily seen this 49ers team be 10 10 10 and 0. 10 and 0. I don't think they would have went perfect throughout the whole year, but 10 and 0 looked very reasonable to me. If Brock Purdy didn't play dog dog shit and if Debo and Trent were hurt, uh, or if not, if not if they were hurt, if they were back and healthy. So you never know, right? And the Buccaneers are still not that great. Defense has let me down in this one. Speaking of uh, the defense playing like absolute dog shit, but the defense has actually been pretty good for the most part. The Jets, the Jets defense has been pretty good. Not in this one, though. 32 points. The Bills scored on them. The Bills improved to 6-5. and five. They much needed a win for the Bills. And the Jets, they go down to 4-6. and six. Yeah, Zach Wilson um, is not the guy for the Jets. Um, so they finally realized, Robert Sala finally realized, yeah, we're going to bench his ass and we're going to put in Tim Doyle as their starting quarterback for uh, their next game against the Dolphins on Friday. <sighs> what an absolute shootout that will be. Um, yeah, so the Jets offense, non-existent with Zach Wilson as your quarterback. Defense did they could, did what they could, but against the Bills offense, they were mad. They were frustrated. They were not going to lose to the Jets again. This was not going to be a repetition of week one. So, um, so yeah, the Bills made sure of that, got the dominating win against the Jets. Uh, so the Bills much needed, much needed win for the Bills. So big win for them. Next, we got the Rams taking down the Seahawks. God damn it. Man, the kicker for the Seahawks, uh, he missed a 55-yard field goal that would have potentially won the game for them, but he missed it. Matthew Stafford did not look good, dude, but he whatever, they got the job done. Uh, 190 yards, a touchdown interception. Geno Smith had uh, 233 yards and a touchdown as well. Did what they could, man, but just was not great. Just was not great. Um, both teams defensively didn't play that bad either. But the Rams just got the job done in the end. They came back in that fourth quarter scoring 10 points. And, yeah, they are able to get the job done there. So the Rams get the win. Next on Sunday night football, we got the Minnesota Vikings losing to the Denver Broncos, may I say. Josh Dobbs did not look amazing. 221 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. But it didn't look terrible either. Russell Wilson has been cooking, though. He has been cooking. Uh, 259 yards, a touchdown. Cortland Sutton with once again another tiptoeing catch, uh, another tiptoe catch, uh, touchdown, uh, touchdown catch. Ridiculous, ridiculous, and has been definitely the biggest target, the biggest uh, playmaker um, on that offense for sure all season long with uh, for the Broncos and. The Broncos are not five at five and five. They have a five hundred record now. They're on a three game winning streak, I believe. Um, Broncos are they're playing good football right now. I mean, and and they're playing good in crunch time. Like their time management has says it actually shown improvement. You know, they're not losing games by fucking dumb play calling from the defense or from the offensive coordinator. Or any of that shit. You know what I mean? It, it looks competent enough. The head coach, Sean Payton, I mean, despite me not really liking the man, um, he's looked like he's been actually proven what he's worth. 
this season. Um, and Russell Wilson has looked pretty good. Broncos have been should have been playing like this all season long, but hey, they finally playing like what we could have or what most people expected them to get to. Even though they're still five hundred, a five hundred team right now, it's going to be difficult. And the Vikings, I mean, y'all lost the game, but y'all gave the Broncos a little bit of a tough one. And with the Pastronaut as your quarterback for the remainder of the year, most likely, I mean, your playoffs are still there, man. The Vikings are still licking for the playoffs. They're still itching for it. So don't don't get your hopes too high, but don't also lose all confidence. Y'all still still in the competition. Same with the Broncos. But for that division, though, I I think it's a little far-reached. I think it's a little too far gone for them. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. And then finally, the Monday night Super Bowl, the Monday night football game, the Super Bowl 57 rematch that everybody has been dying to wait on. The game that has been marked on everyone's calendar to watch this season, the Philadelphia Eagles beating the Kansas City Chiefs 21-17. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles did not play amazing in that first half, but they stepped up in that second half, scoring 14 points, 7 points in each quarter besides the second, uh, second quarter, of course. Um, they were able to commit, um, they were able to, you know, make plays off of turnovers from the chiefs and the chiefs definitely had some turnovers, Patrick Mahomes, two touchdowns an interception as well. 177 yards, 24, 24 for 30, 43. What is wrong with this Kansas city offense, man? They cannot, these receivers cannot catch a football. I don't know what it is. Um, Marquez Valens, uh, Marquez Valens, Scantley. Dropped a d- absolute dime from Patrick Mahomes right in his goddamn hands that should have gave them the lead, at least gave them the lead with two minutes left. I mean, who knows if the Eagles would have still had enough time to, um, you know, tie the game with a field goal or would have went for a touchdown to win the game, but at least would have had the Chiefs with the lead late in the game with less than like two minutes to go pretty much. Um but no, that was all avoided pretty much. Um, and that just the Chiefs just didn't look back after that. They just, uh, or they they just couldn't get back up after that. Uh, Mahomes has played pretty good. He hasn't played amazing this season. But again, how can you really look amazing when your pass catchers can't even catch the ball? Travis Kelsey didn't even look that great. Was it because his boo wasn't there? Was it because Taylor Swift was too busy? Uh, too busy uh, performing in Brazil. I don't know if to, I don't know if it's finally getting to him. But Travis Kelsey's seven reception, forty-four yards. He did have a touchdown, but again, just a little one-yard catch there. Travis Kelsey didn't have the most mind-blowing game in this one. But I mean, again, Travis Kelsey's still Travis Kelsey, right? Who am I to fucking shit on him? I'm definitely not shitting on him. It's just just didn't have the best game, right? But the Chiefs, man, they got to figure shit out on their offense, man. Their the defense has been phenomenal. That's the that's the crazy thing, like. We've all been like these past like three, four years that they've had Patrick Mahomes just, you know, dominating the league. It's always been a problem with the, the defense just sometimes just letting them down. Now this season, the things have just changed. The offense, the offense hasn't even scored a touchdown in the second half in like the last three games. I mean, the Chiefs being shut out in the second half for the last three games is ridiculous for an offense with fucking Patrick Mahomes as quarterback for a guy like Travis Kelsey. That's still good enough to at least score a touchdown 
in at least one out of three games in either the third or fourth quarter. It's just way too much that it's happening. We'll see what happens next game against the Raiders, I believe, in Vegas um, on Sunday. But the Chiefs, I mean, they're still one of the best teams in the NFL. So, you know, I'm not we're not counting them out or anything. But but my goodness, man, there there needs to be something held accountable with these receivers, man, because you can't you can't be winning games and these catchers can't even do their jobs. Just saying, I know, and, and and that's the thing. Like, I know they have a bunch of rookies, and they also have a bunch. Sky Moore, he's in the second year. We need to see some improvement, dude. I haven't really seen much um, from the Chiefs. I mean, again, like Rasheed Rice has been serviceable. He's been that bad. Kadarius Tony, no. Pacheco running like a madman, but receiving obviously that's not his main job. But couldn't do much there. Noah Gray didn't even play. Marcus Scantley, I mean, dude. He didn't even put up any stats, and he still dropped the pass, dude. Damn, dude. That's crazy, man. Yeah, man. The Chiefs, uh, I mean, the Eagles, they're getting nasty, nasty wins, man. But they're 9-1. and one. They're, the, they're the best team in the NFL. Despite getting disgusting, ugh, you made it out alive type, type of wins, you're getting the job done and that's what's fucking most important and now we're entering late we're in late november we're about to enter december the final month of the regular season you gotta get wins no matter how you get them and the schedule for the eagles i'm looking at not that good for the next three games at least bills which we should beat the bills right because the bill but the bills are they're, they're building some momentum i guess they beat the jets but still they want to. There's a. There should be a Super Bowl contending team, and they should be a tough one for us. So we'll see. The Niners. This this game is is gonna be a real deal. If the Eagles can win this game against the Niners, I'm just saying, who is the real top dog in the NFC? The Niners or the Eagles? Whoever wins this fucking game right here, because it's gonna be a big one. The Cowboys in Dallas. Ooh, they almost beat us at home in Philly. So in Dallas, not going to be a breeze. Seahawks, we could take that one. The Giants, we should absolutely sweep them. Should be no surprise. Same with the Cardinals. So yeah, the next four games should be tough. But the next three games will be pretty much essentially bye weeks. And we could probably lose either of these games because we probably won't even have Jalen Hurts playing because, you know, getting ready for the playoffs. But these four games here, especially the Bills, especially the Niners game, man, this game is going to be very big. Very important for the Eagles. They can go, they can beat the Bills and go 10 and 1, but then they lose to the Niners. I'm gonna be very suspicious of the Eagles, man, because I, I know the Niners team, they could fucking easily crucify us if they really want to, man. I, I'm scared of that Niners team, man. I'm not gonna lie, man. That game is not gonna be the most fun to watch, probably. It's not gonna be the NFC Championship game all over again. You know, and, and that's not what I wanted last time, right? I didn't want domination. I wanted a good game, but that December 3rd game, everybody, that's the next big game to watch for sure because there's what else to expect, right? So, yeah, those were the week, recapping week 11 of the NFL season. Now, let me quickly make my week 12 picks. So, let's go with the Thanksgiving games. Of course, tomorrow we got the first Thanksgiving game between the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. So, the Lions, again, playing on Thanksgiving like they always do. 
um, their 700th millionth game uh, on Thanksgiving. And usually they like to lose on Thanksgiving. That's kind of like a thing that they like to do. They just don't win on Thanksgiving. Um, they have a losing record on Thanksgiving. I, I would think so, right? Um, but that should change. We'll, we'll give them a win here. Um, the Packers are going to, to Detroit. The last time the Packers have played the Lions twice in Lambeau, in Detroit, hasn't ended well. Jordan Love came off a pretty impressive win against the Chargers, but this Lions team is on fire. They came back against the Bears. Yes, they were almost on upset alert, but they got the job done. And again, it's how you finish, not how you start. So Lions, give me, get, give me it. I'm picking the Lions to give me the dub here. So give me the Lions to take the W. Next, we got the Commanders going up against the Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys, they they typically almost win every fucking Thanksgiving. Pretty much. They uh, The Lions usually lose on Thanksgiving, and the Cowboys usually win on Thanksgiving. So, But I got both teams winning, so give me that. Give it to me. Cowboys being the Commanders, not much to expect here. The Cowboys are playing at home. Commanders just lost to the goddamn Giants. I don't really know what to expect from Sam Howell. He could have two touchdowns and four interceptions it really doesn't i really don't know give me the cowboys 49ers seahawks this should be an interesting game the seahawks if they can get a win here against the niners a healthy niners team which is going to be fucking difficult should we start taking the seahawks seriously and the division is going to get a lot closer they'll be tied for the division if the seahawks win this game they'll both be a seven and four should be interesting to see but it's hard it's hard to beat this 49ers team man it is hard it's hard dude i mean i'm i'm kind of surprised brock purdy didn't fucking throw five passing touches against that uh that uh that buccaneers defense i mean i'm surprised they didn't score enough points and they allowed actually they the, the the niners actually allowed 14 points to the to the to the to the buccaneers i mean that's even more impressive to me that niners team is deadly so give me the niners to win it for the first ever Black Friday NFL game, we got uh, Amazon Prime giving us this beautiful game between the Miami Dolphins versus the New York Jets. Yeah, they thought we were going to get Tua versus Aaron Rodgers, and we're getting fucking Tim Boyle. Yeah, um, I hope we don't struggle. Uh, or actually, no. Well, the Jets' defense is pretty good. So I, you know, but I, I hope our defense plays like how we played last week against the Raiders. Cause ain't no way in hell our defense is going to suck ass to this pitiful ass Jets offense. And the fact that I'm kind of worried our defense is somehow going to just kind of collapse like that. I hope not. Just Jets. I mean, uh, Dolphins, just please get offensively. Have a fucking go off. To a, the four passing touchdowns, three passing touchdowns, one rushing, maybe, if you want to run. Tyreek gets the ball. Jalen gets the ball. Moster, is he back? Yeah, Moster get the ball. Or or, or, or Ahmad, right? Cause, cause the rookie Ahmad, because he's the running back now without Moster and, and uh, HN. We want, we want to spread that ball around in this one. Because the Jets defense is good, but uh, if our if our offense is is going somewhere, then we should be able to put up a, enough enough points. Yeah, give me the Dolphins for sure. But uh, 
I feel like the Jets somehow are going to make this interesting, even though their their offense is just absolute dog shit. Next, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the Indianapolis Colts. Gardner Minshew versus Baker Mayfield, the battle of the mid quarterbacks. Yeah, that's 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 what we're that's what we're aiming for here. Um, the Buccaneers coming off of a loss to the Niners. The Colts were on a bye week. The Colts could, you know, they could they could pull some they pull some new tricks up their sleeve. Uh, coming off the bye week, you know what? Give me the Colts here. Fuck it, give me the Colts beating the Buccaneers. I'll take it. I will take it. Next, we got the toilet of a toilet of an absolute toilet bowl between the New England Patriots and the New York Giants. This is not the Super Bowl in twenty fucking twelve uh, or twenty eleven. This is the twenty twenty three toilet bowl. Uh, between the Patriots and the Giants. Give me the Giants because the Patriots can actually suck penis. They are absolutely dreadful. The Giants, at least, Tommy DeVito actually looked good last week against the Commander, so he can look good against the Patriots. Why not? It's the Patriots. The 2023 Patriots. It's not the 2007 Patriots. So it's okay. We're 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 okay. We're okay, guys. Well, it's okay if it even was the 2007 Patriots because guess who beat them in the Super Bowl? The fucking Giants. Doesn't even matter. So give me the Giants. Steelers, Bengals, six and four Bengals. I mean, six and four Steelers versus the five and five Bengals. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers all fucking day. Unfortunately, Joe Burrow once again out for the year. Joe Browning, or Joe or Jake Browning, whatever his first name is, he's going to be the starting quarterback for uh, the Bengals. If you show some hope, maybe I'll start picking the Bengals again. But for for now, I just can't pick the Bengals. Like the Steelers with that defense, they're gonna do some damage. And even with that pitiful offense, maybe again without Matt Canada now as their new offensive coordinator, whoever their new offensive coordinator is, he should be fucking light years better than Canada. So it should show improvement to that offense. And mostly people have been blaming that Kenny Pickett has been dog shit this year is because of Matt Canada. So will Kenny Pickett fucking go crazy? I don't know. Give me the Steelers, though. Even if Pickett has like 112 yards and like zero touchdowns. Maybe. We'll see. Panthers, Titans. You know, I'm tempted to pick the Panthers here because I feel bad for them. I'm not going to lie. I do feel bad for this Panthers team, dude. I'm going to pick the Panthers just out of pity. I'll be honest with you. Give me the win, man. I could be so wrong. You know what? Give me the Panthers out of, out of pity, out of fucking pity. I'm picking the Panthers. That's actually kind of terrible. Why would I even pick a team just because I feel bad for them? That's kind of crazy. The Titans could easily beat them. I mean, it's not that it's, it's just, just, I feel bad for them. That's, that's crazy. I like Bryce Young, man. I just, just give him a win. The script writers, get something going, man. I don't know. Hey, he fucking beat CJ Stroud. He could be fucking Will Levis, another rookie quarterback. Hey, that hey, make it work. Make it work. Next, we got the Texans going up against the Jaguars. This should be an interesting game here. Um, both teams right now on top of the AFC South. Um, well, the Jaguars are, but the Titans are the Titans. The Texans are not too far off um, for that crown. They're looking for that division title, um, and they're not too far off. So, 
it's going to be tough because the Jaguars are on the road uh, in Houston facing off against the, the Texans, right? So it's going to be tough for that defense to really do much because that offense, that Texans offense is serious. But I th- I feel a little bit more comfortable right now with the, with the Jaguars. You know what? I think the Jaguars might – their offense has been explosive and their defense has actually not been terrible. So you know what? Give me the Jaguars to beat the Texans here. Next, we got the Saints versus the Falcons. Uh, the Falcons re- don't really lose that many games on uh, at home. Uh, the Saints on the road are kind of on an okay team. Their defense has been pretty good. Their offense have been playing a lot better. Tristan Hill has been more involved on the offense, and they've actually haven't looked that bad. Um, they came off a of bye week, I believe, last week. Same with the Falcons. Um, so I, I don't know if I should. I mean, Desmond Ritter, Taylor Heineke, whoever's that quarterback for the Falcons, it's it really hasn't looked amazing. I'm gonna be comfortable with the Saints, though. I could pick the Falcons because they're playing at home and they're typically a good team at home. But at this point, it doesn't even fucking matter, man. I think the Saints might just come home there and just whoop their ass probably. Next, we got the Rams going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Give me the Rams here, buddy. Give me the Rams here. Um, They got the gritty win last week against the Seahawks. Matthew Stafford didn't look amazing. But again, their defense did enough. Aaron Donald was explosive. Their defense could definitely get the job de- job done here against the Cardinals, which the offense has not looked amazing. Kyler Murray, he's back, but he can't do it all by himself, right? So, yeah, give me the Rams to beat the Cardinals. Next, we got the Browns going up against the Broncos. Should be interesting. Both defenses have been playing really good this year, especially the Broncos defense lately. After getting 70 burgered, by the Dolphins earlier this season, they've stepped the fuck up. They've woken up. While the Browns, they've stayed as one of the better teams in the AFC and is fighting for that division title. So the Browns with that heavy-ass defense is going to be hard for me. I, I've i been – I'm not going to lie. I've been liking that the Broncos have been winning. But I think that Browns team is too good. I don't know if I'm going with the Broncos. If the Broncos can prove to me they can beat this fucking Cleveland Browns team's defense – Whoa, that Broncos team is, is going to be on a sky high because their next opponents after, if they can take down the Browns, will be the Texans, which should be a tough one. The Chargers, divisional rivalry can go back and forth twice. The Patriots, that should be an easy win for them. Lions, going to be tough. Raiders. So they have some good up and down games. So if they can get a big win against the Browns, the Chiefs could actually be on lookout for the Browns or for the Broncos coming for their division title, believe it or not. And even the Raiders are not even that far off. So we'll see. Um, So, yeah, give me the Browns over the Broncos. Next, we got a pretty good one here between the Bills and the Eagles. I mean, I'm going to still pick the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles are the best team in the NFL right now. Yes, they have not looked amazing um, winning games comfortably, right? But the offense, one of the best in the league. The defense, one of the best in the league. Um, And their all line has been incredible. So there's not much else to say here. Give me the give me the Eagles here. Give me the Eagles here for sure. The Bills though could put up a fight for sure. I'm expecting that as well. Next, you got the Chiefs going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm picking the Chiefs. I'm picking the Chiefs. They don't really lose to the Raiders that much. They always are in close games with the Raiders. However, the Raiders always give them a good tough competition. 
I, you know what? I kind of want to pick the Raiders just because the Chiefs, they, their offense has worried me. They worried me after that Monday night football game. And it's been games. It's not like it's the the first show of their offense just, you know, not catching. But I mean, from week one against the Lions to start the season off, we had fucking Kadarius Tony dropping easy, you know, layup catches. You know what I mean? So it's been a problem all season long that we would have thought the Chiefs would have just you know, like figured out by this point because it's Kansas City. You know, whatever. It was first game jitters. We're playing, they're playing their 11th game of the year and they're still having wide receiver issues. So if it happens again against the Raiders, they're not the Eagles, but the Raiders could still can, you know, come back and get you. So I won't even be surprised if the Raiders can even get the win here, but I'm going to pick the Chiefs. When you have Patrick Mahomes as quarterback, it's really tough, man, to, to just pick against him, dude. It's it's tough. It it you know, it really doesn't matter the the circumstance. Fucking, he could rush all. He can rush for all the uh the touchdowns in the game. He could you know score in, run the ball all day long. Who knows, man? I mean, he can fucking do it. So yeah, give me the Chiefs over the um the Raiders next Sunday night football. We got the Baltimore Ravens going up against the Los Angeles Chargers. <sighs> they need to fire Brandon Staley, for God's sakes. Um, they finally fired Matt Canada, the worst offensive coordinator in Steelers history. If not ever, maybe. I don't know. They need to fire Brandon Staley. So hopefully the Ravens can put this motherfucking team to bed so that Brandon Staley gets fired. Please? I would love to see that. I'm not a fan of Brandon Staley at all. Not even a fan of the guy that much. He kind of seems like a dickhead. I don't know him personally, but I don't know. That's just kind of the way I kind of perceive of him a little bit. Um, and on top of that, he's not a good play caller. So we're just going to call how it is. Ravens get the job done against the Chargers. Sorry, Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert, uh, free Justin Herbert, please. Or just get fucking Matt. Uh, I mean, not Matt. Uh, or just get Brandon Staley fired. Just get him fired so he doesn't have to go anywhere. Stay in L.A., you know. Win something with the Chargers. But my goodness, with this motherfucker as head coach, you're not doing shit. I'm sorry. And finally, Monday Night Football. We got the Chicago Bears versus the Minnesota Vikings. Give me the Vikings. Anyways, those are my Week 12 predictions. So let me go over my predictions once again. So for Week 12... For the third, the Thursday games, so three Thursday games, obviously for Thanksgiving tomorrow. I got the Lions over the Packers. I have the Cowboys over the Commanders. I have the Niners over the Seahawks. And then on Friday, we have uh, the, I have the Dolphins over the Jets. And then for the Sunday game, I got the Saints over the Falcons, the Steelers over the Bengals, the Panthers upset beating the Titans, the Colts beating the Buccaneers, the Giants beating the Patriots, the Jaguars beating the Texans, the Browns beating the Broncos. The Rams being the Cardinals, the Chiefs being the Raiders, the Eagles being the Bills, the Ravens being the Chargers, and the Vikings beating the Bears on Monday Night Football, which I won't even watch this game because I'll be busy watching Travis Scott live. So that's going to be fucking lit. I'm glad I'm not probably going to watch that game because that doesn't even look like an interesting game to me. Whatever, I'll watch the highlights. But yeah, those are my Week 12 picks. Um, I still got to talk about some albums. I'll talk about one album and that's it. For this one, because 
I'll talk about the. Uh, I won't talk football on. I uh, will actually no. That's a lie. On Friday's episode, I'll talk about the Thursday games, right? And maybe even the the Friday game because the Friday game is at three p.m. So if I record at nighttime, then I'll recap all four of those games on Friday. But um, for the most part, every the uh, the rest of the episode will be music related. But let me do my. Uh, let me cut my screen, screen share. Oh, I stopped at exactly one hour, one hour. So we're going to end this off with Drake in a good way, in a good way. Cause, um, he dropped scary hours three last Friday, which was felt very soon because he dropped for all the dogs literally a month and a half ago. And yes, I was not the craziest of fan um reviewing the album i was definitely not fucking with the whole track list and it's obviously i knew it was still going to be in my rotation it's a drake album you know from his worst albums it's gonna be in my rotation it's not gonna fly after a week it, it takes months for a drake album to like legit fall out of my rotation no matter how bad it could be received or how many so skips there on it doesn't matter. For All the Dogs, it's still been on my rotation. I haven't listened to it this week, but that's because we got this new Drake. Scary Hours 3 EP. Scary Hours, the first Scary Hours came out in 2018 with God's Plan and Diplomatic Immunity. Good two-pack songs. Nothing, nothing much, but God's Plan ended up being one of his biggest songs, right? Then we got Scary Hours 2 in 2021 with uh, Lemon Pepper Freestyle with Rick Ross, Wants and Needs with Lil Baby, and then What's Next? I've been fuck. I fuck with Scary Hours uh, too. Good EP. Now he's bringing in six new songs for Scary Hours three EP, and pretty much is not. It's not its own individual album. It's just. It's pretty much the For All the Dogs Deluxe Edition. He just calls it the Scary Hours three edition, but it's fuck it. It's a deluxe for For All the Dogs. So that means with all those songs combined together. We got 29 songs in hour and 48 minutes for all the dogs with Scary Hours 3 in it. But guess what? That's not a fucking mistake because my goodness, Scary Hours 3 in itself, those six songs right there. This is what the fuck I wanted, expected needed and much desired that's what the fuck i'm talking about he's the mvp that's why he's the goat the goat but seriously um ridiculous ep ridiculous ep all six songs, motherfucker, he went six for six. I don't know if he heard all the criticism from people, the mixed reviews from, from For All The Dogs, him posting, you know, people, you know, shitting on the album on his Instagram stories and dissing Joe Budden. And I, I don't know, the criticism got to his head and he felt like he was on some under pressure shit. And he just had to remind these motherfuckers, hey, 
I could still rap, motherfucker. Don't, don't, don't. I'm not, I don't, I could do more than just, you know, not shake that ass for Drake. Not shake that ass for, I could do more than some catchy ass hooks, motherfucker. I could rap, bitch. That's what Drake wanted to remind you on Scary Hours 3 once again. Except a more consistent track list because we're getting six new songs with just pure rapping. We're get, all six songs are rapping songs. They're all rap. Rap, 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 rap. But let me talk about all six songs. Starting off with Red Button. Love the beat. The sample flip. Incredible. Sounds great. Uh, uh, I used to, I, while I was singing, I was harmonizing that shit in the shower. Great intro to, to the EP. Bars, bars, bars. Fuck with it. Stories about my brother. Produced by Conductor Williams. Good shit. Probably my second or third favorite song off the EP. Brilliant bars. Amazing production. You know, great introspective writing. Great rapping. Great flows. What else do you expect? Amazing. Wickman was pretty good. I love the Alchemist, like, atmospheric production. Sound like old Drake with that, you know, take care. Nothing was the same kind of vibe beat. Um, it was short. Wasn't too much going on, but I liked it. It's a vibey song. Evil Ways with another J. Cole feature. Um, not just first-person shooter, but Evil Ways, J. Cole. Um, going back and forth, rapping, 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 rapping over a good uh, sample. Fuck with it. Fuck with it a lot. Definitely up there is one of the better songs on the album, but on the EP itself, I don't even think it's my top three on the EP, but it's but it's still good. Still good. You broke my heart. Banger of the EP, you know, catchy though. For my ex, for my ex, for my ex, for my ex. It it was repetitive, but it was a good repetitive. It was a good repetitive. It wasn't annoying. You know what I mean? So that was a good thing that he did with that. Um, and the song's catchy. It's the catchy song. It's the banger of the of the EP. So it's going to be the one that, you know, if it charts number one, it's probably going to be that one, right? Um, yeah, but 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 this whole, uh, this whole, oh, and of course, I saved the best song for last. The Shoe Fits. That was the third song on the EP, and I talked about it last. Why? Because that song right there, ladies and gentlemen, is a top 15 Drake song of all time. And I don't think I'm exaggerating. And you know what? Now me thinking that if that's a top 15 Drake song of all time, of all time, of all, since fucking 09, since the beginning of his career, 09, now I'm tempted to make a top 15 Drake, or now I'm, I'm tempted to make a top 50 list. I'm tempted to think, if I'm correct, if I do generally believe that The Shoe Fits is at least a top 15 Drake song of all time. And it's hard for me to think about it, but right now I have the confidence enough to say that. That song is amazing. That song is amazing. The production's incredible. Absolutely incredible. I think Lil Yachty was one of the producers for the song. He produced some of the song. Uh, Lil Yachty, my goodness, fucking thank you. Thank you. You gave us a fucking masterpiece. You you were a part of another with another producer who produced it. Masterpiece. Thank you for the beat. And Drake giving us like three verses and a hook. 
and then some int- bro just dissing this just explaining how women be acting in this generation just explaining how men got to deal with these fucking bitches sometimes a bunch of other shit included and just top 10 rapping just a lyrical exercise from drake you know what i mean on that jay-z shit that lyrical exercise this is what that was you know like yes the shoe fits is not gonna be a song that's gonna be fucking huge get it's not even gonna get fucking 200 million streams not even for drake standards that's not that good but my fucking goodness this song is incredible dude it is fucking incredible like now I'm thinking it's better than any song on her loss. Even Middle of the Ocean, I'm thinking it's better than 8 a.m. in Charlotte, the the best song off of the original for all the dogs. The Shoe Fits is an incredible fucking song. I absolutely love it. I wish it made the original for all the dogs. I mean, it's it it is because it's you know on the on the scary hours edition, but still, <sighs> Drake, you fucking did it, man. You fucking did it. I under and like and you know, and that's the thing with Drake, man. He will always remind y'all that he can do it. He doesn't always do it, but when he does, it's amazing. It's amazing. But but the thing is with Drake, it, it just feels a little weird that I feel like I am right on the part of that criticism kind of motivate him to do this like Scary Hours 3. Like we kind of knew we were getting Scary Hours 3 at some point, but I would have thought that would have come out like a little bit later next year. Or actually maybe maybe that would have made more sense now because even though it does feel soon because the album just came out a month and a half, he did say he was going to go on a break and, you know, like relax, like not rap for a little bit and take a break from recording music, not retiring, because, you know, when niggas say retiring, it's 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 not it's not true. But when motherfuckers say retiring, that that's not the truth. But. I feel like he gave us the and he said he recorded this and wrote all this shit in five fucking days. He said he wrote all Scary Hours three in five days. So that's that's remarkable on his half if if that's true, right? Um, but yeah, like it's it's tough with Drake, man. It's tough with Drake because we know we can get this shit a lot. I guess you just can't be mad at it, man. You have to accept that. I'm a Drake fan and like I can't accept I can, but I can't accept that we're, we'll never get a full Drake album just rapping like like he is on The Shoe Fits. We won't get a full album like that because the numbers won't do as well and this and that. But I feel like there are always going to be that one album that even mainstream artists won't really consider. It won't be their biggest commercial success but it would still do good for their fan base the, the fans will still enjoy this and that but drake is just you know he he wants to balance it out he wants to give you that rapping shit he wants to give you that catchy shit the singing r&b shit the ratchet shit you know what i mean he wants to give you a blend of everything and so i don't blame him for that i don't blame him for that and of course i love it because we're getting so many different sides of him right but I'm telling you, man, I have like a thing when Drake is just rapping like that. It's just like a fucking, the, it's just a dream come true. 
You know, it's just a dream come true if we could just fully get that, right? But guess what? Drake, he will never give me that full rap album. But in the end of the day, we got to just fucking accept it and let it be, right? Like, we're a Drake. I'm a Drake fan for a while for a reason. He still makes great music no matter what path he goes into. You know, even if it's not him rapping full on bars, there's still so many other songs that I like from Drake. If you can remove all the rapping, the shoe fits, middle of the ocean, um, Tuscan leather type songs or pound cake type songs, there's still a bunch of other fucking shit I'll take from Drake's uh, catalog. So I can't even complain, right? But yeah, I, I, Scary Hours 3 EP out of 10, it's like a fucking nine something. It's like a nine. It's great, man. It is so good, man. I listened to it already today. I'm going to listen to it again tonight. I have to. Just, I needed that, man. It was something that I didn't think I needed that soon after the album just came out a month ago. But my goodness. I mean, if we didn't, we wouldn't have fucking The Shoe Fence or or uh, or uh, Stories About My Brother or Evil Ways. You know what I mean? Or You Broke My Heart. Like, thank you, Drake. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that, man. And now I'm like even more tempted to get those Drake tickets to see him on tour, man, in March of next year, dude. I'm tempted. I need to get that. I got to get that. I got a second chance now. There's no way I can't fumble a second time. You know, there's no way. And speaking of uh, the Drake, I I do generally believe I might make a top, 20, a top 50 Drake list. I did one a couple of years ago, but that shit is, I got to update that motherfucker. Like that shit isn't, I got to restart that shit. We got new shit that is worthy of a top 15, like The Shoe Fits, like I mentioned. Middle of the Ocean, I think I did that before Her Loss came out. So I'm putting some Her Loss songs on the top 50. I know it for sure. So yeah, I think I'm going to do a top 50 Drake and Travis. I can do top 50 Drake and Travis because I'm going to see Travis Monday. I've already mentioned that like five times on the pod, but hey, can't get enough. I'm going to see fucking Travis Scott, one of my favorite artists ever, live. So it's Excuse me, it's going to be a great fucking experience. I'm going to have the time of my life for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. But but yeah, that is it for today's episode. Um, So yeah, more football content on the way, more basketball content on the way, highlights, tier lists. I think I might do some recordings maybe in a little bit. We'll see. We'll see. Um, But yeah, that is it for today's episode. See you guys in a bit. Take care and peace out, my friends.